What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another Reveille Revival podcast. What? what? <laughs> Today, me and my good friend Koya will be talking about um finding the true God. Mm-hmm. By this, well, we'll get in depth into it. Koya, you got anything to add on? Uh, yeah, true God, as opposed to one that you come up with. Like, you know, uh, the Bible, mm-hmm. the Bible mentions the, I'm not sure where it says it, but somewhere it says the one and only true God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure it says it multiple times, but yeah, I'm, I'm not sure where, like when, when God's describing himself, especially through a prophet, one and only true God, um, because we all have like uh, quote unquote lowercase g gods that we like don't know we're worshiping but are like it could be an app <laughs> you know it could be exactly an app it can be uh, music it could be anything that you idolize be anything yeah it's i think it's difficult to once you have something that you idolize to turn to god because it it's something that satisfies you in the moment and you're like oh this is good it's like a good nice bowl of creamy ice cream exactly you're like this tastes so good i just want to keep eating this bowl of ice cream your parents are like hey uh you should stop because you're gonna get a stomachache and you're like it tastes too good Especially you get a stomach ache. Yep. Not to say that you should periodically. Never mind. I'm not even going to go too in depth into that. Just <laughs> there's stuff that keeps uh, keeps our attention and it keeps us from focusing on the true living God. That exactly. Fully sustains us. Um, but I feel a little bit preachy, preachy tonight, Koya. I ain't gonna lie to you, Let's man. Go. So it just dawned on me. When we're talking about a true God, we're talking about the true God. The one who is in all, however many thousand pages there is in that Bible. Not a God that you make up for yourself. And it just dawned on me. You know, if you make up a God for yourself, you're basically serving your alter ego. Oh, right there, man. Like, think about it. Basically serving your alter ego. You are basically serving your alter ego. You are basically serving something, giving characteristics to God, which if if you're not serving a true God, then you're not serving God. You're serving something else. And that something else has to be your alter ego. And this uh, image of God that you made up because you wanted it to bend to your standards. Mm Mm-hmm. So in a lot of ego, I think of like Superman. Exactly, and a lot of times when we're uh, man, just sit and ask yourself, and every like in everything that you do, you ask yourself, "Am I serving God, or am I serving myself?" Mm-hmm. And the only way to truly truly serve God, how you gonna serve God if you don't know who He is? How you gonna serve mm-hmm. God if you don't know what He expects? Yeah, it's like starting a job. 
and like most jobs will make you learn the basic mission of the place if they don't have a mission statement then just what they do you can't do your job until you know what the mission of the business is yeah i'm i'm feeling it tonight yeah for real bro and I'm 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 telling you, Corey, I'm feeling it tonight. This may be the Holy Spirit speaking through me tonight. But you did you see that TikTok <laughs> I made? I saw I, I did made a, with TikTok. I made a TikTok. It was one of those little trends when people like basically call people out for different things. And in this TikTok, I was like, you know how people tend to say like whenever they see somebody that's attractive or, or beautiful or handsome, they say, Oh, God has favorites. And in this TikTok, I was like, People are quick to say that, but how you know God has favorites? How you know what God's standards are if you don't even pick up the Bible and read? Like, how do you know what God likes and what he does not like? And in the same instance, when you're serving him, if you do not pick up that Bible and read, how do you know? Mm -hmm. You don't know. And if you don't know, then you're just making up an image of God for yourself and not serving that true God. So that's what we're going to hit on tonight. That's what we're going to hit on tonight, serving that true mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. Man. So, mm-hmm. what, what were you saying? No, I was just going to mention a story from the Bible that I've been reading about. Um, not, not keeping God first and falling into... Temptations to worship other things. Mind if I, mind if I, say it real quick. Yeah. Oh, uh, of course. Go, bro. Go ahead. Oh snap. All right. So I was reading. You good? Yeah. I just saw a cool motorcycle. I'm sorry. That's. I need to stop mm-hmm. doing that. That's a little bit uh... <laughs> Um. So I was reading about the story of Gideon. Have you ever heard? The story of Gideon, Actually, one of the judges. I, I haven't. I had not. I had only heard of VeggieTales Gideon, uh, which I didn't even hear that one much. It's like Larry from VeggieTales and does this thing with trumpets and stuff. But the story of Gideon is pretty cool. He comes from a very small tribe, a very small clan in Israel, and uh, is not very well-known kind of person. But God goes to him in the midst of Israel's struggle uh, because they're basically being sieged by a group of people called the Midianites. They came out of Egypt and God warned them not to fall into worshiping all these idols of other people that they're around uh, like Baal and Asherah. And they do, and so God allows them to be overtaken by this group of people called the Midianites. And they're like, oh my goodness, God, you've totally forgotten us. Like, what have you done? God ends up having to tell them through a prophet, like, hey, um, this is happening because y'all stopped worshiping me. And y'all don't actually care about me the way you used to. And so God ends up being like a folktale, basically. Because God shows up to Gideon. Gideon's... uh, chafing wheat uh, i don't know if that's the correct terminology but he's gathering wheat and god shows up to him in the form of an angel and he's like hey gideon you mighty warrior first of all this is crazy because he's like hey gideon you mighty warrior and this dude's supposed to be this 
weak person from a weak clan, uh, never really been put in a great position of authority. He's yep. like, uh, hey, so I've kind of heard of you, God. Like, you helped my people hundreds of years ago. I don't know if it was hundreds of years ago, but it was several generations before. And he was like, yeah, I know you kind of helped us, but, like, you're not doing anything now. Like, can you even do anything? Am I even a mighty warrior? Like, can I believe you kind of thing? Um, and uh, Gideon ends up, after like hey doubt, after doubting several times and uh then exploring Kid, uh, okay what's up i was just about to like something just came to mind whenever you said uh him questioning god when he's in his presence like can you do anything you know i just couldn't help to say but a lot of times that happens to lo- in life when you're not mm-hmm. when you're when you're not tapped into that bible and you're not reading and michael todd hit on this a little bit and and it gets to a point where when God is literally standing right in front of you, but because you don't know, you haven't been reading, and you don't know who he is, you don't even see him standing right there. Ain't that crazy, man? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't even see him standing right there. Hey, you know what's also crazy? This has happened to me a lot. I was talking to someone about this the other day. Um, I'll be trying to gather knowledge on God's character and his word and I'll be praying and I'm like hey God please speak to me about this and then I I feel like I'm hearing him speak about something and it's it's really this response of mine is based on uh continuing to learn his his voice but it's like I'll hear him speak and I'll be like okay wait was that really you or is that me it's like the very answer that I'm waiting for is I'm like, wait, uh, God, was that you? Are you sure? And it's what happens to Gideon because God's like, hey, you mighty warrior, I'm going to bring you guys out of this. And he's like, OK, OK, I know that's like a good thing, but yeah. <laughs> can I really trust you in this situation? <laughs> and that's another thing. One thing I learned from reading because I'm reading the Bible chronologically. One thing, mm-hmm. God, God is, I don't know why he picks who he picks, like, as far as in the Bible, but one thing, God picks who he picks. Isn't it crazy that he picked the maybe, like, unideal, most unideal person there was there? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I can't recall the exact scripture, but God most definitely picks the the broken the the weak the meek so that the proud can be dumbfounded so that his glory can shine through because if you read on later oh what's up oh i was just saying god is a god of justice and triumph Mm -hmm. and if you read on later in gideon's story i'll i'll backtrack to talk about um what i was gonna say uh earlier but if you read on later in Gideon's story, he ends up overthrowing the Midianite army that surrounds them in this miraculous way. But he initially gathers like uh, 10,000 people, I believe. And then uh, God's like, nope, too much. If you do it with that many, Israel's going to think that they did it on their own. Just send the people who are afraid away. And he's like, okay, God, I'll do that. So he sends the people who are afraid. 
and I don't think it was exactly 10,000, but oh. just using that as a reference, say like 2,000 or left. And so he's like, okay, I got 2,000. And the guy's like, nope, too many. <laughs> and in my mind, if I were to get in a situation, I'm like, really, God? Like, are you serious? Yeah. And he's like, nope, that's too many. Just uh, he puts them through a test, uh, like drinking water. People who drink water a certain way are chosen. People who don't aren't. And he ends up, he ends up with three hundred men, and God's like, "Perfect, that's what you're going to use to defeat this exactly. army." Exactly. <laughs> if I was getting, I'd be like, "Crap!" Like, <laughs> all right, why? Yeah. So piggyback off of that, I got two things to say, bro. One thing, mm-hmm. if God chooses you, one thing I read in the Bible is God does not play about His children at all. I was reading, you know, you know Father Abraham, right? Hmm. And uh, so Father Abraham, basically, he was with a guy. Well, he, he took his wife. And Father Abraham, he was afraid to tell these other guys that that was his wife because his wife, they thought they would kill him for his wife. Mm-hmm. So basically, the guys that Abraham was afraid of, do you know God literally showed up in this man's dream and was like, if you do not give his wife back, a hundred God basically what he said is a hundred percent positively you will die tomorrow. That's mm. that is what God told him. He said, Surely you will die tomorrow. And I I just yeah, remember he's like, I'm she's like he's like, uh I'm his brother. Like you yeah. can totally have her. Yeah. I, I if was, I was her, I would have like slapped him. I'm like, Are you serious? <laughs> They they came into agreement with that and, and agreed. No 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 yeah yeah I'm just joking. That yeah. way he doesn't die. She would have been happy about that. But oh yeah still, yeah, yeah. I think you're saying <laughs> it's funny. But yeah, bro, that's like I was just looking and I ca- I was thinking I was like, dang, God don't play about his kids, man. He don't care who you is. He don't care what you come from, how much money you own, or how many people you know. This that's still astonishing to me. He literally showed up in this man's dream and basically gave him the straight flat out, like, "All right, bro, you don't give my dude his girl back, you you're dying tomorrow, man." <laughs> like that's basically what God said. He don't play about his kids, uh-huh. man. But and yeah. then the second thing, when you were like, God gave him three hundred men instead of this ten thousand, so you can, he could realize that it was God. That that's what God does in our lives right now. Like, God will come in an unnatural way. And I heard Michael Todd say that the miracles are for the unbelievers. Because whenever God shows up in his way, if it happens, to, you're going through something traumatic. And if your solution happens happens too naturally, it's just, oh, I did that. Oh, what are the odds? Mm-hmm. But God will mm-hmm. make it happen a way where you can't, you can't do anything but say that was no other than the hand of God, man. Mm-hmm. Or that's how he rolls. Uh, right? Yeah, it's nothing other than him. And for a lot of people, it's just like a lot of times when you're like, oh, like they're doing all these things, they don't even believe in God. Like um, a lot of times, those people would just go like, hey, I got lucky or something. Some people think it's luck. Some people think it. They'll call it a miracle, but they they don't believe in God or something like that. Um, but most definitely, not only in Christians' lives, in everybody's life, God works miracles to dumbfound what 
prideful people think is their own doing. Exactly. Well, if all right, man. Just as I heard in the Bible, like just as God can bless you with something, you know, this is the part that uh a lot of people tend to underestimate the power of Satan. Now I'm not praising him, I'm not worshiping him or nothing. Wait, did you say Satan or yes, fate? Satan. Okay. Like a lot of things, like God gives some things, but then some of the same things God can give you, Satan will give you in a different way and have it wrapped up to make you think that it's God, mm-hmm. but it's not God. Dude, you want you want to know something that I when when I think about it, I'm like, dude, that's actually scary. It's crazy scary. Yeah. The devil studies the Bible. Exactly. Why would he He not? he knows it he knows it probably better than you know it. Exactly. Like, knows it better than any of us know it. <laughs> uh, exactly. I mean, why would he not? He's preparing for a war. We are preparing for a war. Mm-hmm. We are preparing for a war led by no other than the the uh the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And before we got on this podcast, we were talking on the phone and we we were talking about how this is a spiritual warfare. Not mm-hmm. of flesh and blood. But the yeah, he's prepared. Why would he not? He's prepared for a war, man. Like it, it, Yeah, it's like a war of distraction. A war of um fighting against who should be yeah. your ally. Yeah, can I correlate this with what we do right now? Yep. All right. So we're in the Air Force, right? Mm-hmm. Being in the Air Force, we specialize in uh, different things, and our, our basically our whole objective is to ensure the safe and security of the United States through the power of air. And as mm-hmm. we're going up against these enemies, right? Like for instance, North Korea. They don't like us, and some people. I don't have nothing against them, but some people here in America probably don't like them. But um. Nine times out of ten, we are our guys that are out there in the fields and are in contact with North Korea and preventing these daily issues and stuff like that. It, it is only imperative that they know, like, the North Korean tactics better than some North Koreans. Like, your everyday mm-hmm. regular pedestrian North Korean. Nobody that's in the military. Mm-hmm. But you see what I'm hitting on right here? Mm-hmm. Like it's only yeah. it's imperative that you you of course he's gonna know his enemy more than some of his enemy allies know him. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's imperative. If you don't know the enemy, mm-hmm. then how are you gonna fight? Yep. Keep your friends close. Keep your enemies closer. Exactly. But. But yeah. The devil will bless you. Well, not even bless you, but I don't know. Not bless you, but Tempt. the devil will give you things that God will offer. Because you saw he offered he offered Jesus Christ the kingdoms and the money of the world and everything that he can imagine. And he will dress it up in a nice little skirt with some little angel wings on it, wrap it up in a nice little gift box and make it look like it came from God, and it takes you about 10 years to figure out that that wasn't God. And you know how scary that is, man? Mm-hmm. 
and yeah, bro, like you don't walk all the way from you don't walk all the way from all the way from the true God. That's what we're hitting on tonight, and that's why it is imperative that you study that word because the Bible says, "My children know my voice." Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we were all made with the ability to listen out for him so whenever the devil tries tempting you most of the time he tempts you with what you already like and want and so uh one thing uh one thing you can do is just say okay this is what i want but is it is it like loving does it end in love will it end up hurting somebody in the process because the devil will come to steal, kill, and destroy. Exactly. So if it ends up killing you emotionally, socially, psychologically, spiritually, um, destroying any part of your life or a purpose that you know God has destined you for, um, then, yeah, it's, it's not going to be good. And you, you want to know what else I also heard today? Hmm. The Bible says... Uh, I heard it somewhere in the Bible, but the devil can plant seeds too. You know how there's that whole mm-hmm. parable Jesus Christ gives about the seeds that God plants. Oh, yeah. And the seeds that the devil plants are like super seeds. Like they, they've got the uh, they've got GMO implants and stuff all in them. They're bioengineered and everything to grow super fast. Exactly. <laughs> Seeds that God plants, they require time and effort and good soil and exactly. sunshine and water and tending. The seeds of the devil plants, they right. go in, they sprout up super quickly. <laughs> and that it'll, it, like you said, it grows quickly and more faster than what you could think it, it would do, right? And and this probably mm-hmm. is a seed that he really got his wrap around the world his wrap around the world right now. This is probably a seed for a lot of other people, but the seed is pornography. Mm-hmm. Pornography, right? And it's really sad, man. We're introduced to it and, and uh por- sexual immorality. We're introduced to it at this young age. And before we know even mm-hmm. any better, before before I even knew truly knew who God was. It's crazy. Like, back in the day, children knew who God was before anything else. Because they're, like, in the Old Testament. Before I even knew who God was, I knew really who God was, and truly who God was, I knew what porn was. Mm -hmm. I knew how to get on my device and type type in those little websites. And this is what it does. Just like you said, it'll like it grows quicker than what you think it is and it also grows more than what you think it does. Yeah, the roots are deep. <laughs> and before you know it, before you know it, now you hooked on something because it really does do something in your uh something in your bloodline. It gives you some type of chemical I don't reaction or something. But it really does mm-hmm. do something. Before you know it, now you're addicted. Now you're addicted. You go through your whole teen life through high school watching porn porn and porn and porn and porn and now that I'm trying to detach away from that because Jesus Christ is calling me I pick up the Bible 
And you know how you know I, I find it interesting that when I, I I don't think about it all day until I get ready to pick up this Bible and now sexual images are in my mind. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? And what is that? That's a seed that the devil plants it, man. And hey, that's that uh that's that God, that idol that's keeping you from exactly. from seeing the true God. It's kinda like uh like if you're in the middle of the woods mm-hmm. and it's just woods filled with a bunch of different types of plants, trees, giant trees, small trees, thorns everywhere. And but like this one plant, it's like little tiny flower, is is God and the the seed of his like purpose in your life. But everything else is all these distractions and stuff that kind of have woven their way into your life. Exactly. And it's so difficult to go looking for... Well, it ends up being looking for God in the middle of all these distractions because there's so many distractions. Exactly, because the devil Ben gave you the seeds. And, and, and before you mm. knew it, this seed that he, didn't given, that he has given you has grown into a whole forest, like you just said. And the one seed that God gave you was outshined by those seeds that Satan gave you because they looked so good. They were wrapped in all these boxes and all these pretty little presents, all of that, man. And that one little seed that God gave you, you barely put, you've barely put any attention on it. So now it's just the smallest little beautiful daisy in the midst of this big complicated forest that you have tended to more than you have tended to that flower. Ain't that crazy, bro? Mm-hmm. I, man, I'm feeling yeah, they, But the thing is, they plant quick, they grow fast, and the rewards at the moment are so quick. Like in Bingo. Turn, but those plants die so quickly. Exactly. Like they die before you know it. Like, it's like, it's like Satan, like, God saying, my son, if you can just wait on me, this blessing that I, I'm giving you, it's pending. But for me to give you this blessing, and so you know how to mature this blessing into many more blessings, I want you to go through a little something. I need you to go experience something so you can truly know how to handle this blessing. And Satan's like, oh, I'll give you the blessing right now. Like, what's up? What's good? Mm-hmm. I'll give it to you right now. And mm-hmm. God, God wants that. Not only, ain't this crazy? Not only does, see, Satan gives you the blessing, not a better, a, a better self. Not a, a better version of yourself. God gives you the blessing and he gives you a better version of yourself. And what do you call that? He gives you a good relationship, a better version of yourself, a better blessing. And what do you call that? You call that the best of all worlds. And what is God ruler over? All worlds. Everything. Ain't that crazy, man? How God can give you mm-hmm. everything. God can give you everything, but Satan can only give you things of this world. So if what you are encountering seems too worldly, then it may not be from God. It may be from Satan. And that's probably him trying to give you an abundance of something in this world. To distract you from what God is trying to give you, which is something that's that's eternal, something that's heavenly, something that's a true blessing, man. Man, I'm telling you, bro, mm-hmm. I'm feeling it, man. Right now, this we we here to make woe to the people. 
woe to the people, mm. as Jesus said, when Jesus was saying, woe to this and woe to that. Like, he's beware. We, we're here to make woe to the people so that they And may... I'm very much included in people that need to beware of I am too. setting up idols. I am too. <laughs> and right now, I, I, I'm feeling on fire, bro. I'm telling you right now, bro. Dude, yeah. Um, and you know what? Uh, you mind if I finish up the the Gideon story? Oh, my bad, bro. Dang, man. My bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. No, no, you, you were doing good. I just think it's like a good way to to wrap it up for, for people that are about to have to leave and won't be able to listen to, won't be able to talk with us much longer. But, um, so Gideon's basically questioning this purpose uh, that God has for him. But as God, God gives him like an assignment to, uh, tear down these idols that are like in his dad's garden, basically. And he tears him down and, um, the the dad or the people are like, hey, who took all this stuff down? Uh, like, what are y'all doing? And uh, the dad is like, hey, uh, don't come after my son because they're going to kill him. He's like, don't come after my son. Uh, if Bale's real, like, let him come and get my son himself. Like, he's good. So what was weird is the dad owned those idols. The idols that his, that Gideon destroyed, they were his for Baal and for Asherah. And yet, at the same time, he flipped and was like, hey, uh, what are y'all doing worshiping Baal and, and defending Baal? Like, let Baal speak for himself. Don't come after my son. The people of that area were so flip-floppy, so lukewarm in their faith, so lazy in their opinions of whether they were going to pursue God or not. And... Um, and so change didn't actually come until someone like Gideon fully pursued God and sought him out as his God rather than other idols of that area. So, yeah, man, like you're saying, without, without fully pursuing God and getting so distracted by all these things around us, whether it's pornography or alcohol or relationships that you're pouring into that really shouldn't be poured into because they're soaking up all your time and attention and energy. Um, that is, that's not the way to go. I feel like we made the devil mad with this one tonight, bro. Huh? Uh, man, for real though, bro. It's crazy, bro. And, and, and as you were saying, like when you're lukewarm, you're basically, you're serving you're not serving a true God. You're serving a false God. Because there's too many people out there who think, like, yes, Jesus Christ forgives. But the Bible says, do not fool yourselves. And let me put it in modern day term. Don't get it twisted. Like, yes, he forgives. But that don't mean you still continue living that same lifestyle. That's, that's the God mm-hmm. that... I mean, they just got it all out of proportion. That's that God that that people make up for themselves. They think that they can continue to do whatever they want, whenever they want, and and Christ will come closer and just forgive. Whenever- yeah, because the, the the thing is, like that's not loving. Exactly. Like the reason God doesn't forgive is because it doesn't help you. 
God's going to forgive you when it helps you. And it doesn't help you if you just keep doing that. And, you know, as I've been listening to other people preach, I heard the other night. You know what grieves the Holy Spirit? Sin grieves the Holy Spirit. And if the Holy Spirit is is always with God and always with Lord Jesus Christ, how can they come close to you if you're constantly sinning? Because it's not like it's not like they're gonna leave the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is mm. like God, man. I'm trying to find the right terms, but basically, yeah, you, you can't. It's the Bible says, as we draw close to God, God draws close to us. And then it also says, mm. anything, anything tempting does not come from God because God is too pure, so He is not anything tempting. So if you are facing, and when we're talking about tempting things, that's that's sinning. How can God come close to you if you're constantly sinning? God can God that's why that is why God created heaven and hell. Because God, He's He's a righteous judge. He's literally so righteous. And I heard somebody else say this. Like, yeah, we we do have the most loving and caring and genuine God. But what God what mm-hmm. I mean He He can't be around us in eternity if if we're not going to choose him and but he did it definitely needs to be said that he did still in his full godness come to earth where everyone was still sitting and that's why so it's not that he's not going to meet you in the place but you've got to you got to you got to look to him take his hand you got to put that effort yeah. no matter how good that seed look right now you've got to resist it Dude, you know what? What I have, I found in that Gideon story, and it sums up what you're saying, uh, just for someone like me, for what I'm thinking, is what God said in that battle against the Midianites is, Gideon, when you fight them, I'm gonna I'm going to take care of the battle so greatly that it will only feel like you're fighting one person. And then I was thinking, I think God revealed something. He was like, that one person was Gideon because he made sure that the the enemies were literally just fighting themselves like he he confused them so much that they ended up killing each other the uh Israelites didn't really have to do anything they just stood there and blew their horns but Gideon was always so afraid he was like well what if this happens what if this happens God's like don't worry I know you're afraid I'm gonna help you through it he led him through it so literally the only person that Gideon had to fight was his uh, himself like his own fear that's crazy so you're you it's like what you're saying about putting in the effort and not getting so distracted and stuff. But yeah, I think uh, um, I think this has been a fantastic discussion, dude. Man, honestly, this is actually really cool. I can cool. continue talking, bro. I know. Yeah, we'll have to continue. Uh, for those of y'all listening, let us know what you liked about this talk. Uh, what you'd want us to continue on for part two be super cool um but yeah yeah this has been fun um if y'all have any uh topics that you'd like us to talk about not related to this one uh we have an instagram page Revely revival super cool 
Um, you can DM us on that. You can even get on this podcast and talk live with us. Please do. We want to talk with you. Um, but yeah, just DM us through Revely Revival, at Revely Revival. Uh, we'd love to, to get in contact with y'all. Uh, but you don't have to. Just keep joining us on this podcast. It's, it's also a blessing. Um, but yeah, any last thoughts before we let these kind people go? <laughs> uh, like, I feel like we should give this message out at uh, in all of our episodes. Do You have to go read the word for yourself. Like it's just a must to know God and to be to be more in contact with God. You have to read for mm-hmm. yourself. You have to. Uh, Definitely a blessing anytime you do. And like not like the uh the okay, I'm literally gonna read through a couple verses or maybe a chapter and then I'm gonna leave and you end up forgetting it. That's just like a waste of time. It's not beneficial to you. Exactly. But actually like just take a couple verses don't take a giant chunk that you're not going to remember or actually study just take a couple verses and try and find something you can apply to your life uh it doesn't matter if it seems like it's a cliche verse that a lot of people talk about or a verse that nobody's talked about yeah just some little bit of god's character in the word of god and if you if you truly want to desire god but your 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 temptations and your sins are really getting in the way, and they're really just stopping you. Man. They're just like a wall right there in front of you. If you truly want God, then the good thing about Jesus is He steps in and He does it for you. Just say a prayer. If I like, I'm not telling y'all exactly what to say, but just say maybe somewhere in between the lines, Lord God, make me desire you and if you truly want to desire God but these things are stopping you then you'll say that prayer and before you know it you find yourself genuinely genuinely reading that Bible and digesting the word mm-hmm. but if you don't truly want to see God then you'll just keep going on about your day we really can't control y'all but it's highly suggested. It's mm-hmm. good stuff, man. All right, y'all. Well, hope y'all have enjoyed this conversation. Can't wait to hear y'all's feedback from it. And hope y'all have a great rest of y'all's day. Yes, sir.